0: Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast by Talent Brand Alliance. My name is Will Staney. I'm CEO at Proactive Talent and co-founder of the Talent
1: Brand Alliance with my fellow co-founder. Brian Chaney. Hey there, this is Brian, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance.
0: Now, the Talent Brand Alliance is a community for recruitment, marketing, and employer branding professionals who want to connect with and learn from their peers both online and offline.
1: We're here to talk and learn about all things recruitment marketing, talent brand building, and talent brand technology with the employee experience storytellers that do this every day. You ready? Let's go.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Talent Brand Podcast. We've been away a little bit. Uh, It's been busy over here. One, we needed a little break after Talent Brand Summit. Uh, which was a hugely successful event. We brought together 100 talent brand practitioners uh, from around the U.S. here in Austin. It was such a great time. We've uh, published all the recap blogs, so check those out when you get a chance. Um, You will notice that uh, you don't hear that lovely, sultry voice of Brian Chaney, my fellow co-founder and co-host of the Talent Brand Podcast because, guys, we have some news. Uh, Brian and his lovely wife, Emily, welcome their firstborn son, Lincoln, uh, into the family a couple of weeks ago. Um, big congratulations to them, um, but that might be uh, a part of why you haven't heard from us in a bit. But I'm really excited for our guest today. Actually, coming back to the podcast and is going to be my co-pilot in the discussion today is Mr. Derek Murphy-Johnson.
2: Derek, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. How's it
0: going there in beautiful, sunny Portland?
2: It actually is sunny and beautiful today. Spring has finally arrived in Portland, Oregon.
0: Awesome. Derek, you have an interesting career path and I really wanted to talk about in this podcast today something that I've 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 really noticed in our industry. A lot of people who are doing employer branding, it is in in a lot of these companies it is one uh one part of a myriad of blended uh, roles, right? I know when I first started out, I owned um, some recruiting ops, sourcing strategy. Um, I was sort of like the tech guy, um, social, uh, and then started building employer brand over time and grew into the role. Now, from what I understand, you just started uh, converting over to a full-time, fully dedicated employer brand role. Is that true?
2: That's right. Yeah, starting on Monday, I am stepping into my new role where I'll be responsible for talent attraction for kinder care education and all of our lines of business. That's
0: awesome. And 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 if I didn't mention it before, uh, Derek uh, is uh, he, he was a recruiting leader at Casey Education, right? And you yeah. are also on the board here at Talent Brand Alliance and been helping us with our events like the Talent Brand Summit the one we have coming up in London, uh, as well as our local mm-hmm. chapters. Uh, so uh, really excited to dive into your story today um, and learn a little bit more about your career. So, so for, for myself and those listening to the podcast, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into this crazy industry? Uh, go for it.
2: Yeah, I think uh, like a lot of us, I never really decided that I wanted to be a recruiter uh, I was in the hospitality space and in inside sales, and I was a sales manager. And uh, my boss got an opportunity with Centera Resort, and uh, she hired me on as the recruiter for the first time. When was it? And this? at the time, uh, this was 2001, was when I got hired as a recruiter. So
0: only like 18 uh, years ago. At
2: the ago. time, yeah. Yep. Yep. At the time, I was not HR's best friend, I, I was a sales guy. So I always was pushing the boundaries. I, anybody knows me, I'm a little bit outspoken and, uh, and direct, and I wasn't a fan of HR. And so I didn't understand what this recruiting role was. My boss just told me it was kind of like sales, but with humans. Um, and, um, that was all I knew at the time. So, uh, It was it was in the start of a really, really exciting career. So 2001, I was 21 and um, it took us to relocate to Arizona. So she took a job in Arizona and I packed up everything at 21, said goodbye to all my friends and my mom and hopped in a U-Haul and we drove to Arizona.
0: Wow. Okay. So here you are, 21, you're young, starting a new career, learning a new industry. Move all all mm-hmm. the way to Arizona. How long are you in that recruiting role before you start discovering um, you know more of the creative side and employer branding?
2: Uh, it was actually kind of immediate. So um, at the time I joined, and it was uh, recruiting for their call center in Arizona, supporting uh, the Arizona market and. It did not have a good reputation at the time. I joined uh, two years after we laid off a bunch of people and closed a few offices in the area. So I jumped into this recruiting role supporting two call centers, and we weren't getting any applications. And there was a lot of demand to grow the business for the resort industry, specifically in Arizona. And we had to get creative. And I took out ads in newspapers and I think the first time that I really understood the creative process was um, there were these uh, uh, printed employment magazines back then. And they had all advertisements uh, for all these different employers in the area. And my rep was really great. He said, you know, there's tons of call centers in Arizona. He said, how can you stand out and make yourself different? So it first started with print advertising of, you know, uh, why work for Peanuts and have a picture of an elephant? And uh, just a play on words and some imagery in this printed magazine. Uh, so it started with that. And then, um, you know, I still wasn't able to fill my training room. So um, I, I was just, what can I do? And so I was looking at where people were. This, I, we moved to a small town in Arizona. And so I was looking at the high school. I was looking at uh, the 4-H. Um, I even taped marbles on the back of, uh, flyers, uh, and threw them in people's yards. So they would land face up.
0: Wait, so hold on. it was
2: all about grassroots.
0: You, you, you <laughs> literally, you literally lost your marbles in people's yards. Is that what you did?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Why marbles? Seriously. Uh, so that way when you threw the marble in somebody's yard, a, it wouldn't blow away, but B, it would land face up. So that way ah. they wouldn't see a piece of paper and just throw it away.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. So you would, you'd take, you'd taper glue the marble to the one side of the, of the flyer. So that it would land and they would see the flyer when, when they went to pick it up. Yep. That's brilliant. Yeah. Any other cre- creative sort of guerrilla strategies that you tried early in your career?
2: Um, uh, so I started off in corporate recruiting. Um, and then um, after Arizona, I moved to Phoenix to expand the call center. Uh, and um, I started hanging out with my competition. So I would go to all the other call center areas in Phoenix with my business cards and I would hang out in the smoking area. And so I would just kind of go and infiltrate them and I would light up a cigarette and I'd, I'd hang out with them and I would talk with them on break time. And, oh man, that sucks that you guys don't have good leads. I'm down at Sentara Resorts. Here's my card. We have fresh leads every two weeks. Oh, that's So good. I started going where the competition was.
0: Wait, so... Were you a smoker or did you smoke just to hang with those folks?
2: I was a smoker at the time.
0: Oh, there. So I'm I would. That's
2: yeah, the only way. So I would just go and smoke and, yeah. and talk with people.
0: That's brilliant. That's great. So tell me a little bit about when, when did you join uh, Casey Education?
2: Uh, about four years ago. So 2015, I joined Kindercare. Um, and when I joined, it was at a, a really interesting point of the, of the company's uh, kind of evolution. So, KinderCare, we're celebrating our 50th year in business this year. Wow. Um, and uh, 2011 to 2014, the company was going through a cultural transformation. So, the company had kind of lost its way and was rebuilding. And I joined in 2015. Um, and uh, the company actually was acquired two weeks after I joined. Wow. Maybe maybe first, t- tell us a little bit about KC about Education. What do you guys do? So, KinderCare Education is the largest um, early child care education provider in the country. So, we operate over 2,000 locations across 40 states and employ over 35,000 employees providing preschool uh, services to uh, people in our communities, in schools, as well as in the workplace. So we own and operate KinderCare Learning Centers, which is a community-based uh, preschool, and then we also had Champions, which is a before-and-after school program, and then uh, lastly, KinderCare at Work provides childcare resources to employers across the country. Wow, that's great!
0: And so you joined as as a recruiter, is that correct at first?
2: Uh, no, actually, I joined to um, build out their corporate recruiting function. So I, I actually joined the organization as a team manager.
0: Got it. Got it. So you you really built the recruiting function there at the time, right? Yes. Wow.
2: Yes.
0: Awesome. So you, you know, you, being held responsible for all all recruiting and building out that program, I'm guessing employer brand, that's when that became one of those, those main, you know, one of those responsibilities that you had, right? Mm-hmm.
2: I actually uh, uh, saw a real need. The um, It wasn't something that we had talked about. It was something that um, was unspoken, but known that it was really important to do. And uh, it was something that I would go to marketing and I would talk to marketing that, uh, you know, teacher appreciation is coming up. Can we post put a video out there with one of our leaders? Um, so I was the one that was really uh, going to marketing and really trying to get marketing to put content out on LinkedIn and some of our other sites. Uh, I was also uh, working with our recruiting ops leader and uh, talking to uh, him about uh, different ways that we could help uh, our, our career website and just different processes within Taleo and, and workflows. So it was still something that was more um, on the side of my desk, not a real focus until uh, about three years ago when we had some crisis staffing issues. And the recruiters were trying to um, drive traffic just organically sharing on uh, their own social channels and weren't really seeing the results. Um, So at that point, I stepped in and I said, you know what, we have so many people that's just sitting in our applicant tracking system that um, we can just re-engage them. And that's actually what I did. Uh, We were having hiring events in Boston and San Francisco and a few other areas across the country. And I jumped in and and, uh, did some email campaigns with SurveyMonkey at the time. We didn't have any tools. So I used SurveyMonkey and worked with HRIS to export uh, candidates based on specific step and statuses. So they were an applicant that may had not talked with a recruiter, or maybe they talked with a recruiter but didn't progress to an in-person interview. So I just um, took some videos, took some images from our website, put it into SurveyMonkey, and sent out some uh, messages to these candidates to re-engage them, um, which resulted in the highest result for the hiring events that we had seen and resulted in a over 60 hires for those critical areas that we were having trouble with.
0: Wow. Wait, so SurveyMonkey like the survey platform, or do you mean MailChimp, the email oh, platform? I'm
2: sorry, MailChimp. Okay, MailChimp, I just want to be sure SurveyMonkey. Yeah, it's all these yes, monkey all
0: these monkey and chimp names. It's hard yeah. to keep up. I get it. No. <laughs> Awesome. So you, you kind of took it on your own and said, "Look, we got all these people use these MailChimp campaigns to, to re-engage mm-hmm. and you hired 60 people from that. When, when was it, yeah. when sort of was the turning point of where you moved from recruiter leader to, to wanting to start to sculpt and build out, you know, your own employer brand function and role within employer branding and, and dedicate yourself to that?
2: I think it was last year, uh, really. It it really had been leading up to. So after that event where I was helping with the hiring event, I kind of stayed in that space of uh, recruiting strategy of how can we get uh, people into the funnel quicker? How can we um, fill these positions quicker? Uh, we have a centralized and decentralized model. So I was always thinking, how can we do things more efficiently? How can we uh, bring more people in? And uh, really, it was um, uh, last year when I went to my first Sound brand summit, uh, and I heard all these people at the summit and talked with everyone. Um, and they were just like me. They either uh, were doing something on the side of their desk or they were aspiring to. and um, it it really ignited a passion in me that was kind of smoldering. Uh, that just really erupted it and really started this passion burning of saying, we could do so much more and I could help the recruiting team in a different way if I could just solely dedicate my time on uh, employer branding and recruitment marketing. And um, starting last year, right after the conference, I went back and I took my boss out, uh, I think for half the hour, uh, trying to liquor him up a little bit, get him in a good mindset. uh, And just really stated my case of, listen, we keep doing the same things. We keep spending more money on our job boards. We keep going out to find new candidates all the time. How can we really change our approach and really help uh, craft the message of what it's like to work at KinderCare? So not only are we um, uh, attracting more candidates, but also we're attracting the right type of candidate.
0: That's awesome. That's great. And, you know, and what do you think, what was it about that that you, you know, when you met other folks at Talent Brand Summit that were really doing, doing these same time of things, have these same impact, what do you think it is that makes you so passionate about uh, employer branding that you wanted to shift your career to it?
2: Just the pure impact that you can have within an organization. You know, there's nothing um, more thrilling for me to be able to say, you're having such a horrible time trying to find somebody and it is halting the business growth uh, let me jump in here. Let me help you. And just by me sending out an email, me um, going on to our social platforms and engaging candidates or putting some content out there that's really telling the message that uh, we're trying to share with candidates. And then seeing the results of the recruiters not having to spend so much time telling them the story of where we're at. Or um, having a hiring manager learn more about like the candidate experience and the impact it takes to uh, recruit and really build the uh, process where a candidate feels engaged with our brand from the time that they apply all the way through the uh, employment process and the, um, the life cycle of uh, from phone screen to onsite interview. So uh, for me, it's really being that um, uh, individual that's helping the organization come together in a different way to bring candidates in and bringing candidates in that are engaged right off the bat.
1: We interrupt this podcast with a special message. Who inspires you in the talent brand space? We're always looking for new guests on the talent brand podcast. If that's you or you know someone who has an interesting story of how they started on the talent brand path, we want to hear about it.
0: Please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or email us at info
1: and don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast goodness. And now back to the show.
0: I love it. So it's you're really just talking about a shift from uh, to really focus on more fun and front end funnel tactics, which involve you know storytelling and articulating and, ha- and figuring out what your brand position is, so that you're attracting and the right talent but also retaining the right talent all the way through that that full life cycle exactly exactly is there any advice that you'd have for others who are maybe right now they're in these this blended role right where maybe they're a, mm-hmm. a recruiting coordinator who's helping out with Glassdoor on the side or they are a you know a ta leader who doesn't have the funding yet to um, maybe hire an outside firm or to hire a, an, an employer brand leader to build that program out. Any advice you would give to somebody who's currently in a blended role and how do how you you make the case for that dedicated employer brand resource?
2: Yeah, measure, 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 measure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really fortunate where I have a HRIS team that um, is really excited about this type of work. It's different work than they're doing now. And so I have somebody that partners with me whenever I do campaigns and she's partnered with me um, throughout this whole journey. And so uh, even from the very beginning, it was, what's the problem I'm trying to solve? So I was very laser focused in the beginning and um, would focus on specific market or divisions or uh, corporate functions that needed some additional uh, support. And then we would do a snapshot. If I was re-engaging candidates, we do a snapshot of information in our HRIS system beforehand. And as I went about building out the campaign, we would then measure on a weekly and uh, three weeks out the results of that campaign. And then I would share that out. And I wouldn't just share it out with um, my boss, Travis. I would also share it out with my peers. I would also share it out with the recruiters. I would also share it out with the client. So you have to be your biggest advocate in the beginning um, and not doing so in a boastful way, which is super hard uh, because it's, it's fun and it's exciting. And it's something that um, not a lot of uh, organizations are doing consistently. And so you want to scream it from the mountaintops that like, hey, I helped hire X amount of people, but really telling the story of this is what I did. This is the content that I use to target these types of candidates. Because it resonates with them for whatever reason, um, and then based on that, this is the results that I hired either new applicants, hired people, or people moving to a different stage in your funnel.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's really great advice because it, it follows sort of the three P's, and I talk about this a lot with clients, right? Which is uh, pilot, so test, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: prove, so measure, prove, prove, you know, show your work, right? Um, and and then pitch, which is uh, then sell it internally, show people, um, what you did, um, and, and, and how it worked, uh, to gain more funding and, and be able to expand those efforts, uh, and optimize it over time. So that's, that is really, really great. Any other advice? Like, I mean, let's say, let's say they're, they're, they're in this role where this is part of what they do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the biggest issue they get is, is, we don't have budget or, you know, my executive leadership team, you know, I don't think they quite get it. What has been something that that's helped, helped you kind of make that case?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't have budget. Uh, that's just mm-hmm. the thing. So I didn't have budget. So it started with the tools and resources that I had. So, mm-hmm. uh, I kept going to marketing, as I said before, of, of sharing this, um, this is international teacher's day. Can we put something out here or, whatever the, the different holiday or the occasion was. And so I got to a point where I said, you know what, could you actually give me access to our corporate LinkedIn page? Uh, and they did. And so I started controlling uh, the content that was going out. And it got to the point where I was actually one that was putting out all of our content for the past two years on LinkedIn. And so it started with LinkedIn. And then I measured and I improved and I showed that to my boss. And then I asked for an investment in the Muse. And I said this is what I can do with what I already have. I've re-engaged people using um, MailChimp and um, people sitting in our applicant tracking system, no cost to us, which resulted in hires, which resulted in an increase in revenue. Uh, And then with LinkedIn, we've had X amount of engagement and X amount of comments and likes, which is all driving traffic back to our page. So I, I, going back to your three Ps, I proved it to my boss and then I said, I'm asking your uh, permission and uh, to do something a little bit risky, and that's to engage with this organization called The Muse. Uh, And so that was the very first tool that I actually got funding to use. Um, And now I have um, validated The Muse's investment by X amount of hires. um, And that resulted in me being able to invest in another tool. So I would say start with what you have, uh, the tools that you have in your own organization. You don't need a budget. Um, sending out an email, you don't have to have a CRM. There are a lot of free or really affordable tools out there to build uh, great uh, emails to engage your candidates. Yeah. Um, and then keep talking internally. It, it, it doesn't hurt to send an article to your boss. It doesn't hurt. To network with a uh, another leader, either within your organization or outside of your organization, that's doing the space, and then bringing them in for a uh, a coffee talk with some leaders within your organization, or your own recruiting team, or your own marketing team, or whatever team you're on. That's fantastic advice.
0: And so it sounds like is not just gather the data, tell a story with it, Um, and Mm -hmm. and and, but but at the same time also uh, educate and advocate. Internally what you're doing and, and almost like internal PR of what you're, what, what you're trying to build there and bringing other people on the journey. That is a uh, fantastic advice. Um, so Derek, t- tell us about this new role though. So this week you started as the talent attraction leader um, at yeah uh, kinder care education. Um, what role were you just in and, and then what's this role going to do?
2: So I've been leading the corporate and executive recruiting for the past four years. Uh, Friday was my last day in that role. It was a a really emotional uh, day. I was super excited, but uh, I lead an amazing team of recruiters and the team has just come a long way. Um, But yeah, Monday I'm starting my brand new role. Um, and I'm going to be managing our organization's reputation management. So Indeed, Glassdoor, Fairy Godboss, uh, as well as all of our social channels for employer branding um, and uh, all recruitment marketing initiatives across the organization. Uh, and then uh, helping with succession planning and uh, building out talent pipelines for future hiring needs uh, and university relations and recruiter success. So. Managing the uh, metrics and and looking at trends on the back end of LinkedIn outreaches and beat outreaches, and then working with their TA leaders to uh, help them uh, make sure that they're telling the right story and um, um, working appropriately from a talent attraction perspective.
0: That's super! I'm so excited for you, Derek. I remember talking to you a year ago and you talking about how you really wanted to to transition into a role, um, you know, like that, and it it's awesome so you've got a budget you've got the role you've got a focus now to really start building this program any advice for folks who um, who are wanting to make that pitch to to get that that dedicated role not just build the program but you know advice for people maybe who are just early in the in, in the career or you know starting to do this part time but but want to make this their full time job
2: um, network with people. I have to say that's yeah. the biggest piece of advice is network with people. People are in this space. Uh I was really intimidated by um uh just I didn't think that I knew enough until I went to the first Talibrand summit. And uh you and Brian said there are no experts, and that eased some of my um Uh, into my, um, I don't know, the nerves. It it, it made me feel better that I wasn't an expert, that there was others out there like me. Uh, And through the Talent Brand Alliance Facebook group and uh, just people that I met at the summit and sending them LinkedIn messages of, this is what I'm thinking, can you help me? Or what the hell is a UTM code? What does that mean? (laughs) Or what is net promoter score? I don't know what that is. Can you explain how you did it for your organization? So, just network, and there's tons of free tools and resources and blogs out there. And um, if you don't participate with the uh, Talent Brand Alliance Facebook page, I highly encourage you to. There's people sharing job descriptions and strategy decks and just so much information that I've absor- absor- absorbed like a sponge.
0: That's awesome. You know, you really are a pretty great uh, case study of someone who. Who kind of came in into the talent brand alliance and immediately not only were you was it obvious that you were you felt you felt like you, you found your tribe and your people and there was folks that you were learning from but you selflessly give back to you immediately signed up to help um you know create more events create more opportunities for folks to get together and learn from each other because you're absolutely right this, this this is still an emerging and building um you know niche uh industry and and I feel like it it is progressing in some great ways, but it's be, it's because of individuals in this industry like you that are very passionate about it and passionate about uh sharing it with other people so thank you so much for spending a little bit of your uh your Sunday with me and coming on to the podcast. um This concludes uh our our episode today uh, Derek, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you well for having me
0: yeah, awesome. And hopefully Brian will be back for the next one, but he is uh, getting very little sleep. Uh, Brian, if you're listening, uh, hey, naps are your friend, buddy. Take as many naps as you can, very strategically when you can. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time on the Talent Brand Podcast. Bye. All right. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everybody. Before you go, we want to let you know that Talent Brand Summit is coming to London. October 15th through 17th. Go to talentbrand.org and request tickets today.